Hello and welcome to Down the Slope, and it is our 100th episode. Uh, we've got a full house plus a couple. Um, look, Harry, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. How you doing? I'm, 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 I'm fucked, actually. I'm not going to lie. I've just played Vice <laughs> for the first time in about a year. I am done. Uh, Liam, how you doing, mate? I can see a couple of boxes behind you there. I uh, moving house on Thursday, so packing, packing central. I'm just literally living in a room full of cargo boxes. It's a uh, fucking glamorous <laughs> lifestyle I live. Greg? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yep, and we're joined by Alex. Uh, it's your second time on the podcast. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. I didn't care if you'd ever invite me back. <laughs> it was look, it was tough, but we thought we needed a little bit of clout for the hundredth episode. Nah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by Ryan, uh, who has been a huge supporter of the podcast. I think throughout, and well, both of you have been, and you've really been quite influential in helping us grow. How are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Hi. Good to be on as well, so thanks for having me. Right. Um, you have chose good games to come on and talk about, so what we're going to do is absolutely fucking not talk about them. Uh, since we recorded last Monday, Hibs have scored zero goals, conceded zero goals, taken two points off the bottom two. Um, any further points to add from any of you, or shall we get into the good stuff? Opera singer. you got an opera singer now. Right, just actually, let's just go into that. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> Tangent one of the evening. What did everyone right. make of the opera before? Well, Sunshine and Leaf before the game and the opera at halftime. I'm going to jump in here and say, please don't be too harsh because um, Kira Harvey, the girl that was singing, was my friend at high school. And I didn't know she was going to be singing there. And then the first thing I saw was her getting absolutely um, not befriended on Twitter, um, to, to put it nicely. Um, I think she's got a cracking voice, but I don't think that Sunshine on Leaf should be singing that way, in my opinion. I enjoyed it. I thought it was superb. It's interesting, because I, I didn't actually uh, think Harry got a job with Hibs, but obviously Harry has introduced the, the first ever halftime show at Easter Road. <laughs> <laughs> His American sports influences begin to take its, take its toll on the club. And I think, I just heard a rumour, and I'm, I, I don't want to be saying that this is fact, but I heard uh, for the Dun United home game, we've got Justin Timberlake and... Uh, some other American person coming to Jay-Z. the halftime show. Yes, Jay-Z. that's who it was. Exactly yeah. who it was, Jay-Z. I like how you could think of one American and it was Justin Timberlake, and then of all the millions and billions of Americans, Alex like, ah, Jay-Z, you'll partner with Justin Timberlake. Mayor worrying is Liam's mind went fucking blank after naming one American. <laughs> um, Ryan... Let's just talk about it. That the opera at halftime. Did you enjoy it? You, obviously, I know you sat up with Liam at the top of the East Stand. Could you even hear it? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I thought Easter Road would be the last place on earth I'd hear opera singing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, couldn't hear a single thing. Uh, I think I could hear Liam's try to sing the Irish national anthem. So that was a wee bit better. <laughs> That's true. I did actually make into Soldier Song for you, while, but it's not hey, that. Well, maybe it should be sung more deep in the Easter Road, but who am I? I agree with you, surely. Right, Liam, we have got a guess who, Americanised if you like, it's bigger, it's better, it's the 100th episode, 
take it away because Greg's not getting his say on opera because we'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> see, see, that, this is what I don't like, right? I come on this podcast and, and seem to get lambasted for stuff I've not even said. See, for me, right, it's, it's something different. I, I don't I don't really understand why folk are losing their shit. Um, but yeah, the Soldiers, the soldiers song sung by Liam would be good. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll I'm on a half, a, the halftime next. I'll put, I'll put in a request to Paul Greg and see if he'll let me do the halftime show. Maybe just come on and do some voices or something and try and keep people out of Right, thank you, Ewan, for that lovely segue. But we're back. Guess who's back? It's bigger, it's better, and it's ever so slightly different than it's been before. So we've got five of you here tonight. So that's quite a big audience. So what I'm thinking we're going to do tonight is just play the game a wee bit differently. So I'm going to give clues about ten not five, ten Hibs players, so we'll be here a wee while, and I'm going to go through all of those clues in sequence. You can jump in at any time and try and guess who the player is, but once you've guessed, you're out. I will continue to run through the clues, but I will not reveal whether or not the answer is correct after you've guessed. So you can guess, but I'm not telling you who's got right. Go for it. Is Harry allowed to join in this week? <laughs> well, you tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> Harry's got special permission. No, I'm not telling you if you're wrong. Right, okay. That would narrow okay. it down. Uh, well, obviously, I was expecting the word permission after you said Harry's got special, <laughs> but there we go. Can I just uh, say I play along with this in the car, and I am fucking shite at this. So <laughs> it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm convinced that you've only asked me on so that I don't finish uh, <laughs> finish above Harry. <laughs> Well, lads, let's I'm get just impressed that there's people still listening at that, that late in the <laughs> fucking episodes. Here we go. First player, first clue. I have played in my home country for Hibernian and in Serie A. Liam Henderson. I have two middle names. Sorry, then. Oh, we know he's played Serie B. Never mind. How will I gain? <laughs> I have a scoring record that equates to one goal every five games in league matches. I have played two positions, midfield and sweeper. He's got a goal every five games. Final clue. Shout out Specky, you're it. <laughs> I played 39 times for France, scoring nine goals. Tracks, was it? Well, that was the last clue, so I'm going to reveal who's got it right. And it's got to be right. Frank <laughs> Gaston Henri Sauzet. Get up every single fucking my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it took five clues to get Frank Sozzi, guys. Come on, eh? Come on. Hey, what was, what was the clue obvious. about the leagues? What was the clue about the leagues? Home country, Hib- Hibs and Syria. Yeah, Dick. Oh, I didn't hear home country. I just said Hibs and Syria. Well, Apologies. Well. I mean, Liam Henderson still would have been wrong, you fanny. <laughs> Your attitude will be wrong in a second when I put your head off the floor. <laughs> right. I would love to see that. <laughs> Sorry, back to Liam. Okay, second player. I've played 31 times for my country, scoring no goals. 
I started my career with Hibs, but finished it with another Scottish club. I am currently working in coaching in the Scottish Championship. I am six feet and one inch tall. I left Hibs to sign for the artist formerly known as Rangers in 2007. Steve Marker. Fifth and final clue, and you've got it again. Steve Marker. It's two to you. Nice. Uh, oh. Stephen Whitaker. Is he in the coaching that? staff at Dunfermline, is he? Yes, I. Yeah. Assistant to John Yogi Shoes. Um, third player. Here we go. Time's motoring away. I finished my career with Awa Athletic in 2004. I made 257 appearances for him, scoring 30 goals. I'm currently working at the club. I left Hibs in 1996 to sign for Partick Thistle, where I made 49 appearances and scored 14 goals. Gareth Evans. Oh, fucking beat me to it. <laughs> I joined Hibs from Rotherham United, where I made 63 appearances and scored 13 goals. Callum Booth. <laughs> <laughs> Any other guesses? That's definitely Gareth Evans. Yes, yeah, Gareth Evans. Well done, you. Three in a row. Sick, man. 15 now. Jesus. I know. I know. <laughs> this is so fucking easy. <laughs> okay, first clue of the fourth player. I am no longer popular amongst most Hibs fans. Dray right. Kevin Thompson. <laughs> rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll give her a chance. I left Hibs to sign for Rangers. Right, just tell me if I got it or not. I played <laughs> in the League Cup final defeat by Livingston in 2004. It's definitely that rat. He's ticking all the boxes so far. <laughs> Willie Mackay was my agent. So another box ticked. It must be Thompson, eh? I was thinking Kevin Thompson, eh? There's no point saying it in there. Uh, I want to give it the fifth clue. On the 2nd of January 2007 and replaced uh, by Rob Jones. And, and there is was another box ticked. Kevin Thompson. <laughs> well done. Rat well done. bastard. He wakes up in the morning, brushes his teeth and tells him he's going to get the Rangers job one day. <laughs> I hate <Okay>. him. <laughs> Absolutely despise him. No, <laughs> but it's all right. He's, he's laddies play for Hibs. He's a Hibs fan through. Uh, uh, some people think he should have got the Hibs job. Wait, Harry's mate thought that, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harry's best buddy. Harry's stalker. The Hibs job. Right, right, we've taken, we've taken enough names. We've taken enough names. <laughs> number player number five. 
I signed for Hibs in 2015, but left without actually making an appearance. Oh. I played for clubs in my home country, Scotland, obviously, Bulgaria, and this other fucking country that I'm not sure. Oh, Greece. <laughs> oh, you forget that, you map shagging fuck. <laughs> I played Have for my national rest. team at under-21, under-19, under-18, and under-17 level. I finished my career at Aberdeen when I made two appearances. And he didn't play for Hibs at all? Is that the last clue? No, one more clue. I was a goalkeeper. Thomas Cherney. Oh. Absolute sickle. He's got that one right as well. <laughs> Here we go. Can I just say, with the way that Alex and Ryan are doing this, this is actually a very hard game, as they can attest to. So next time you think to yourself in your head, slag Harry for being crap at guess who? You know it's hard. I don't know if it says. Just come on and have a go. I don't know if it says more about mine and Greg's lack of anything else that circles in our heat, other than fucking Hibs, that we generally perform quite well at this. Maybe you of just normal. I'm uh, openly quite shy <laughs> of this game. I tell uh, Liam likewise. every time I see him at football as well. <laughs> right, here we go. I started my youth career with Heart of Midlothian. Ooh. I went on to make 27 appearances for Hibs, scoring zero league goals. went on loan to a number of Scottish clubs, including the mighty Gala Fairy Dean Rovers. My first goal for the club, albeit not in the league, came against Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. I left to sign for Rovers on a permanent basis <laughs> in January 2002. It is, uh, 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 yes, it is. It's Jamie Gallen. Well done, you. Let me just decide this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Player number seven. Player number seven. I think this is a good one. Um, I am another who is pretty unpopular with Hibs fans. Could be any number of people, <laughs> including some Hibs fans themselves. <laughs> I started my career with a club who are now defunct. Came for the Rangers. The Rangers. <laughs> since, mm. retiring, since retiring as a player, I've worked predominantly as a coach, but also as an agent. I played 28 times for Scotland, scoring four goals. I left Hibs in 1997 to sign for Celtic. Kenny Miller. That's the last tough one. Like. Yeah, I've had five clues. Left Hibs in 97. 
started his career, it's now defunct. 28 games for Scotland, four goals. Worked as a coach and also an agent. Left Thibs to sign for Celtic. 1997. I've not got a clue. Um, Johan Mialbe, did he even play for it? No, Ulrich Larson. Nope. Nah, it was before. That was pretty obvious. If Ewan doesn't know the rest, I'm going to give you. More. I'm going to give you one more clue. Uh, so this will really help you. He was my. He was my first favourite Hibs player. Goes on Williams Twitter. <laughs> I always thought that was Frank Sosie. Oh well. <laughs> Bit too late for me. Nah, he's an old man, Ryan. Fucking hell. Some goal in the six-two <laughs> game. Uh, the moisturiser worked well for him there. <laughs> yeah. He went to Hearts after Celtic, is why he's unpopular with Hibs fans. Darlin Jackson. Oh, Correct. Oh, hey, we've got a guest on the board. He's off the board. He's on the board for the new oh, boys. Technically, I shouted shout John Collins at first, so... Claim it, claim it, claim it. Okay. Um... First clue. I am one of many players to come through at the illustrious Hutchison Vale Boys Club. I played for my country under 18, under 19, and under 21 level. Can I just, sorry, can I just get some clarity? See, when you do these clues, does that mean they've won the capped at full level? Or are you just only telling us some of it? Why would, I, why would I start giving away <laughs> do, do you want me to tell you fucking his Sorry, first name just, as well? Would that just, be helpful? No, it's just kidding. Ask Liam what his mother's name is and the maiden name or not. The boy's trying Inside to Inside leg measurement. <laughs> the boy's doing his best here. I've played in Scotland, in Ireland, and in the United States of America. I am a central midfielder. Oh, I, I, I was about to spout something that was totally wrong. Yeah. Uh, me too, Greg. It probably was the same. Final clue. Uh, I share my surname with a famous former Hibs player. However, I am not related to him. Stanton. Sam Stanton. Oh. oh, I think Greg got there just uh, in time. And you're right, it is well, Sam Stanton. Just, just to maybe be devil's advocate. Greg didn't specify which standing. <laughs> oh, <shut up. laughs> Come on, give me the point. <laughs> you know what, right, I, I will give Ryan the point, okay? There you go, Ryan. Have the point, son. Thanks for coming on. You and Zandek. Like, I've always liked That's you. Okay. That's right. okay, brother. Right, here we go. Here we go. This one is our ninth, our ninth Second, second from the end and listeners who have skipped all the way through the session we're nearly done we're nearly done just stay <laughs> with us okay and I'm so, winning <laughs> <laughs> um, this particular player started his career with Rafe Rovers Sean Mackey I know that's my eyes make up. it Sean Mackey like, please be Sean Mackey <laughs> make it Sean Mackey please I beg you just for you and sake that grin on his face, Mackey. it is. It fucking is, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Where is, is he playing now, Liam? At one Please of my clubs, perhaps. No. Hey, hey, at one of my clubs, I replaced another ex Hobbs goalkeeper, Andrew McNeil. 
at a different club, did you say that? I've played for Rafe Rovers and also for Elgin City. I don't know who it is. Well, you're out, Dick. <laughs> Correct, but I still know who it is, Dick. <laughs> In December 2015, I suffered a torn kidney, which kept me out of action for the rest of the season. I signed for Hibs on the 6th of July, 2016, signing a one-year contract. Laidlaw. Uh... And final clue, I made my first appearance for Hibs in the second leg of a Europa League qualifier against Bromby. Shout. Great shout. Good shout. Yeah, you got well that? Done, Ryan. Yeah, got it. Oh, and Harry's back at last. Here we go. <laughs> Gee, you just needed one point for his pal, and that settled him right down. Harry is the, was that, the nerves went away. I didn't realise Laidlaw had been at like Elgin. I thought he'd just sort of been at Rafe before we signed them. Right, here we go. First clue. I started my youth career with Fletcher Moss Rangers. Played for my national team at under 16, under 17, under 18, and under 20 level. Third clue. I was a member of the under 17 squad, which won the 2014 UEFA European Under 17 Football Championship. And they still didn't even care where the fuck this club was born. <laughs> That might be a clue, Ewan. Calm down, son. Came through the system at Manchester United. Dimitri Mitchell. Mm. Next clue. I enjoyed two loan spells at Heart of Midlothian. Oh, Dimitri Mitchell. On the board, Greg. On the board. Dimitri that's Mitchell. My, that's, that's, my, that's my second point of the night. Would have been up to but I'm such a nice guy. That's us. That is, that is the world's longest ever guest who quiz that we've just run through there. I hope, hope you've stayed with us for that uh, 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> through that. Well done to nice guest. Well done to everyone except Harry who got points. Um, congratulations. You, you, you don't win a trophy, but what you do win is a little bit of pride. Well done. Right. Well, Harry, we're just mute for 10 minutes, um, but we're about to bring something back that got mixed reviews, shall we say. Last last season, um, the Harry's very fucking loosely high B quiz um, <laughs> is making its return for our hundredth episode. We're bringing back all the quotation marks classics. Take us away, Chief. Well, um, first of all, um, you and you're starting on minus three points for that absolute lambasting of the Harry Highby quiz. Um, uh, if you're unfamiliar, the minus points. <laughs> fucking forgot yeah. about them. Of course. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the Harry Highby quiz, essentially it is me thinking of random questions and then somehow involving Hibs in them. Um, points can be given and taken away as I see fit because I am the host and I am Harry. I get to decide how it goes. Um, tonight we have got five guests, so... <laughs> Um, you're going to have to remember your own scores. At the moment, everybody's on zero. You and you're on minus four because I've decided to take another point off you because you're a prick. Um, <laughs> but um, I thought because it's our 100th episode, I'll try and keep it within the time frame. You know, there's there's been a lot going on in the world since we started this podcast. Um, so I thought we'll try and keep it in the same time frame, see how we get on. So question number one. 
if we had to go through another pandemic and there was a lockdown of a six-month period and you could take one current Hibs player, one former Hibs player, and one member of management that's ever managed a club, who would your three people be? Um, we'll come to, if anybody wants to jump in, you can jump in. Otherwise, I'll just pick. Liam, you're looking quite smug. So, Liam, you can jump in first. One current player, one former player, and one manager. And do what with them? And just stay in lockdown with them uh, for a full oh, six right, month lockdown. Well, in a house. Aye, so you're locked in in a house with them, and it's like you're kind of at the start of COVID when everybody oh, right. is actually scared to leave the house. Right, so full blown lockdown, right? Okay, okay. Aye, full, full blown right. lockdown. You're pretty much stuck with them for six months without getting a break for them. Right, I would say from the current squad, Jake Doyle Hayes, because the music would be good. Yes. David Gray, just because he's a legend, just look at him. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe Derek Riordan, because he's a bit of a mad bastard there. Be I like what he's done good, there. He's taken David Gray as the coach. That's clever. Clever, clever. We, we respect we that, Ryan. Ryan, you, you're already on a bonus point, but people are going to, it's going to be difficult to beat that, to be fair. So, Ryan, you're on one already. Right, Greg, you. we'll come to you next. Current squad. Do you know, maybe the, the Harry's IB quiz flopped because it was just being Greg in the answers and it wasn't actually the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, current squad Chris Cadden um, he's a nice guy you would get you fit as well I could do a getting a, a, a decent shape there isn't he round um, management Zudas because he just has such a an interesting time in football and I think you would never get bored of the stories and an ex-player Gary O'Connor just because he's a fucking madman. <laughs> and I reckon you could have some lockdown gaffes with him. It will, so far, I know a house that I certainly want to avoid for my lockdown period. <laughs> um, Alex, you're, you're chirping away. What, who are you thinking? Uh, I've got Darren McGregor for the current squad because you could just like look at him in that. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got John Hughes as a manager and the stories that come with him. Uh, that he tells. Remember, he was on the the Hibs TV that one time or two times. I could have listened to him all day. Um, and Dirk Lehman, because he'll probably break the rules and bring some girls in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you definitely get a bonus point so far. That was that was some good answering. To be fair, uh, Liam, what, who who are you thinking? Uh, so in terms of the coaching staff I'm going to go with Steve Dean because I'm hoping he's still got a relationship with the Benkeys and he'll be able to get us some free chicken so we won't starve <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in terms of the current playing squad I had to think long and hard about this because there's no really any kind of standout characters but I think just Lewis Stevens to me because he's just dependable like he'd be there he'd definitely last the six months as well because he's durable <laughs> as fuck and he let's be honest he's still going to be alive in about 100 years time he's probably still going to be slotting in at left back so go with Lewis Stevenson and then ex-players I've twisted that one slightly because I want uh, I want something to go with my chicken um, so I want Bobby Williamson to be there because I've heard he's really good a good round of toast on um, <laughs> You know, I, I do I do appreciate reliability, so you're gonna get a bonus point for that as well. Good good job, Liam. Uh Ewan, we're coming to you. You're already on minus four. Can you bring it back at all? 
I'm worried here. Uh, current <laughs> squad, I would have to say... Um, I can't even think of anyone. Everyone's injured. Um, who played? The, <laughs> uh, who played at the weekend? That's not been taken. Kevin Dabrowski oh, seems like a bit of a madman. Um, I would take for manager. I was thinking John Hughes. Um, along that sort of um, the the stories and stuff. But I'll go coaching staff. Tony Mowbray, just because. Teenage Kicks would be playing every day. And then ex-player, I'll go with Martin Boyle because he would just be jumping over hedges and that. Huh? Keep you entertained for six months. All right, well, so I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. I like, I like thinking behind Boyle. Um, we had Jake Dorhays on the podcast and he said that the person he would most hate to be stuck on a desert island with would be Kevin Dabrowski. So that was a terrible answer. And Tony Mowbray, um, as much as he'd done a good job at Hibs. Am I the only one that's getting brought down like character. that? <laughs> well, you can bring him down the quiz, so of course you're getting brought down. That's another minus point. Um, so you're on minus five. Um, yep, so going into that round, we got we got some very good answers. I think I think the highlight answers were definitely Liam, Alex and Ryan's. No offence, Greg. But just because it so made yes, me laugh. this quiz flopped because yeah. our answers were shite. Yeah. Just just because um, it made me laugh a bit more. I'm going to give it to Alex for this round. So Alex, you're in the lead. Two, one, 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 zero. Sorry, minus five. Um, but yes, yes. So moving on. Um, some places were were opening up. Some countries were opening up. We could travel to the ones that were green on the list, and then other ones were yellow. Some other ones were red. And unfortunately, um, the SPFL have had a, they've had a blunder. The, the cinch has had a blunder. And Scottish football is going to have to relocate to another country. What country is the cinch going to play its 2022-2023 season in? Oh, oh, easy for me. Australia. We don't need to change the dates. You still get Christmas football, but you're going with your shorts on and the specs on. <laughs> i seen Alex up in the East stand looking rather suave with the specs on on, on Saturday. I admired that. I could have I actually, from a distance, seen that Liam had a pair of specs on that big fucking cliff and all. So we obviously all enjoyed ourselves. I, I, I had mine with me at the weekend. So, aye, Australia, the dates don't need to change, just and it'll be one. Yeah. I will like. take it back to where it started. <laughs> I approve. I approve. Back to Hibernia. I was going to say the same, but I'll need to think of somewhere a bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got Mexico because you get the best fucking garlic lobster I've ever had in my life. And uh, you got to go on Jeep safaris and that. And then you can play football. Sure, <laughs> sure there's no yeah. other reasons. Oh, nice and hot. <laughs> I'm going to say Turkey so we can get some of the mad ultras involved, man. They're crazy, yeah? Mental. Ian Gordon, Ian Gordon would follow you there, I know. He's desperate for a European tie with Gareth Hasselhoff. That'd be crazy. That'd be brilliant. Players every weekend. Eh? <laughs> I'm going to say uh, fucking Canada, because and like right in the very northern point of Canada, because I think we're not having a lot of success on grass now. So maybe if we played on ice, <laughs> we'd, we'd have more luck. Um, and maybe if the goals were made out of igloos instead of goals, and uh, we got to play goals. hockey sticks instead of. I feel like you've opened. I feel like you've opened up a really good answer here. Instead of. Well, only just we just changed the, the sport grass, to ice hockey, and we might win. 
That was what Ryan said there about Melker said it was the first time that came behind. I know Greg's not answered, but I'm not letting him have it. Just go to Norway and Melkerson will be able to play every week on the 3G. Absolutely. Oh, I have right. answered. Thanks for listening. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, sorry. Harry, come on. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I like Get to justify myself. Hey, mate, he's already on minus six points. I took another one off him without telling him. Um, in the book. Aye, in the book, don't you worry. Um, Liam, I like the fact, you know that office meme where it's like, I just kind of start a sentence and just hope it ends up somewhere good. That was exactly what you've done. Uh, I'll pick uh, Canada. <laughs> um, Alex, I like the Mexico shout in terms of the food um, based off recent events. Not sure about Mexico, to be honest, but we'll move on from that soft subject. Um, and Greg, we're going to have to give it to you. I, w- I would love to see a bit of Hibernian over in Hibernia. I think that'd be a nice, lovely touch. So um, yeah, if, we, if we still had Martin Boyle, I would have said, yeah, fair enough, Australia. But Aye, I think that was a bit, you were a bit sensitive. Um, you were a bit insensitive, sorry, to the fact that Martin Boyle's left and he's kind of left the wind behind. So you're getting a minus point, you're on minus oh, seven. Um, <laughs> Aye, so the scores as it stands, Greg, you are on. So we've got 2 2 with Alex and Greg. Then we've got 1 1 with Liam and Ryan. And then we've got 0, no, sorry, minus seven uh, for Ewan. Yes, so <sighs> moving up. Oh, I've forgotten the next question. <laughs> Just remember, we didn't edit this. This goes out like this. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Ref. Right, well, well, well. Okay, okay. Fucking okay. book that cunt for being in the ref space. All right, shush, shush, shush. One thing I picked up whilst I was um, on my pandemic adventures, I started going out jogging. So. You get a partner from Hibs, can be anyone related to Hibs in history that's got to motivate you to do your jogging every day. You can have him being, I don't know if you've done Couch to 5K before, but he can be your voice for when you're out jogging and stuff, being like, yeah, you're halfway there, keep going. Who would be your Hibs-related person to see you through that? I'd, uh, I'd go jogging with Bobby Williamson because he'd make me feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, Alec Gogic because I'd Fuck him running behind you. I'd just run as fast as I could. Scary uh, bastard. <clears throat> uh, I'll probably go for John Hughes because, man, he would leather you if he didn't do it. Greg? Jack Ross, because you're not know, getting an easy time, no matter how you're performing. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm trying. I was going somewhere, but I can't think of one. So I'm going to jogging. Harry, <laughs> 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 oh, um, I do again. I, I was. I had a train of thought, and I couldn't think of one. My train of thought was who had a really annoying voice, and it would inspire me to finish as quickly as possible, so they'd shut up. But uh, I can't think of someone. So just move on, mate. I hope you're <laughs> just, you literally just pick any player. You, like, can he justify it though, mate? I can't justify it. I can't justify, justify it. it. Just pick a player. Oh, fuck can't it. not partake. James Scott, because he nearly crashed. I know him though. <laughs> <laughs> I give you every Hibs player in the history of time that all you have to do is go on a job. Too many options, mate. Too many and... options. Good golly gosh. Ewan's not flying today. I hate this game. <laughs> that's why I cut it out at the end of last season. 
that'll, that'll be that then. Um, we'll go for one more question then. Um, and all right, Alex, you got me thinking about food. You got me thinking about food. Who won that round? Um, let me think of the answers. Uh, I like I liked Alex again, though. Alex Gogic. That that was that was quite fun. Of course, you would um, fucking papa shag. He's weird, though. Of course, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so final oh, question. You, you love them. <laughs> um, speaking of food, um, you have got to do come dine with me with um, three Hibs players of your choice, and. Here's a twist. You've got to tell us what menu you're cooking when they come around to your house. Everybody familiar with Come Down With Me? I would hope so. Yep. I didn't, or former, or what? Uh, and anyone Hibs related ever. Okay. Right. It's got to be Italian for me because that's, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fiend for Italian. Fill me up with pizza, pasta, cheese, tomato. Um, and I. Cheese and tomato, cheese and tomato, like that's what it is. Like it's not pasta in that. Like cheeses, tomatoes, like that's what. Like cheese and tomatoes, pretty much the base for everything Italian. Bit of cathedral, yeah, sure. No, but it pretty much is the base for fucking everything Italian. Uh, right, no, I'm having someone else go. <laughs> all right, well, you, you've just got minus 10 points for that embarrassment of an answer, all right? Someone else jump in. I want your guests and your meal. Was, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Sean Maloney around. I'll make him sitting off the kids' menu, so they have chicken nuggets and <laughs> chips or something. Um, I'll have the current coaching staff, actually. I'll have Sean Maloney around, chicken nuggets and chips with him, and everyone else can get a full-size portion. So I'll get all the coaches around and show them how we should play football. That's what I'll do. Mind yeah. colouring booking crayons as well, mate. <laughs> do you know do you know how you come down with me when you need to put the entertainment on? I just take Christian Doidge, Kevin Nisbet, and James Scott, and the entertainment would just be sitting down and watching the DVD 50 goals against Hearts just to remind them what it's like to score a fucking goal. I mean, that would have been, been a good one. Season and tomato um, for Italian. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's out for the season, so I don't know why you're. Well, you still needs to fucking remember. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say Jason Cummins because I want him to be hanging off my chandelier by the end of the night. <laughs> um, I say Pat McGinley because he's a hero. Who's the other one? I would say um, Anthony Stokes because he's from the thirty-two counties, and it would be Irish stew all night. Oh, beautiful main starter as the Z. Oh, you know it, you know it. It's a lovely time. Hope it was Guinness on tap or not? Ah, free for all. <laughs> like one of those chocolate fountains with Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get, uh, I'd have John McGinn round. Um, who else? Fucking hell. I'd, I'd, I'd be phoning a chippy in. Um, nice. And then for enter- entertainment, remember what the jackass, jackass guy's done with that? Uh, put everybody in the back of a, a looting van and just drove round and round and had a, a disco and that. I'd have that. Uh, so it'd be John McGinn, uh, fucking two other, I don't know, two others. Uh, he said Pat McGinley, I don't know why he was in my head, but uh, Darren Jackson, because we said him earlier, and he was my first favourite ever player. Uh, and... Macalambe, because that'll be a fucking laugh. Between Macalambe and John McGinn's arse, it's going to be a big fucking van. 
I was, I was, as soon as you said John McGinn, I, hoped you, I was hoping you were just going to go for every McGinn brother and sibling that's ever existed. Oh, it sounded oh, like it. Mrs. McGinn making the sausage sandwiches and oh, John McGinn having a bowl of meatballs. Maybe it was your answer. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so much easier when you've given your answer. Everything comes rushing here, Heath. Greg, anything from you? Um, Neil Lennon, um, Florian Camberry, and Kevin Thompson. Is everything in bare knuckle boxing by any chance? And, and Helena Cell. <laughs> then I, I'll take Thompson and we'll see see who's standing at the end of the night. Who's that who's Lennon? Who's that that Lennon's just taken over? Where uh, oh, man, yeah, yeah, this year. Year. Is that uh, Cypriot? Aye. Aye. Yeah. Hmm. Are they Europa League or Conference League? Cypriot huh? League, mate. <laughs> 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 Good one. Hey. Uh, All right, well. At the end of that round, we're going to give points to Greg, Alex. Actually, you can what you can all get a point. You and you even get a point back. Oh, thanks. But minus that nine. means that our winner today. I don't even know how many points you got. But Alex, congratulations! You won the Harry Heidi yeah, quiz. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and we'll pass back to you. Champagne. Uh, right, <laughs> right. So, hundred episodes. Um, I think. Harry, me, you, Greg, we sat here and done, I don't know, 40, 50 before Liam, Liam, nah, 30, 40, before Aye. Liam joined, and then it was the four of us, and look, we've had some great times, which we'll come on to, but it wouldn't be Hibs if we hadn't been on here being miserable, moaning our eyes out, borderline tears if you want at some points, and Greg, you're going to... I think it's quite nasty that Harry assigned this task to you, Greg. I think it's just feeding the narrative. But you're going to take us on some of the lows. Or what was it you called it, Harry? Slippery slope. Slippery slope. slope. Uh, what's been the lows of the last 100 episodes, Greg, in the world of so, hips? <clears throat> so I've got bullet points here, right? And we'll go through them one by one. And it's in no particular order. Discussion either. points, eh? The first one is a heart semi-final meltdown on Twitter. And that, that also a... brings me on to the, the, the next bullet point of Ewan deciding that down the slope wanted Jim Goodwin as manager. Well, I just I'd caveat it with that meltdown didn't come for another two months. It was the St Johnston semi-final that came after. Oh, well, I mean, the heart semi-final meltdown wasn't great either, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I mean, take your pick at the Hart semi, St. Johnson semi, and the St. Johnston final. Yeah. Ryan, where, where, where did you land on the Cups last season? What, what, what's your thoughts on that? And had you been in our position, what would you have been saying at the time? Uh, probably would have been crying, to be honest with you. There wouldn't have been many words. Um, I, I think ultimately it was failure, uh, especially against St. Johnston in the final. I mean, a team that played for set pieces for 90 minutes. Can't break them down. Disappointing to say the least. That obviously is going to define Jack Ross's tenure uh, in some respect, you know, the failure yeah. in the cups. Um, so that's Hibs fans, that's what we want. We want cup wins, you know, and decent place league finishes. But yeah, ultimately for me, I'll always remember them for, for the loss against the Johnson in the final. Mm-hmm. You know, undone by a set piece. Terrible. But uh, I would have been uh, a crime if I was in your position publicly. 
I think we could. I think we took a good four or five days after the final to record. To be fair, I think. yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think the chat was very very quiet after it. To be fair, well, we um, we on the other day after and Aye. yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I don't know. I mean, what were you doing on that day, Alex? Were you sitting in the house watching the game? Oh, you've uh, you've been to Uncle Douglas before? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, I was there. And uh, he had a big, massive gazebo set up, and it was fucking brilliant. He had drinks all set up and snacks and that. Huge telly, uh, made a big, massive event about it, and then it was just shite after the full-time whistle. So, but by that point, loads of other folk had turned up, and we just got pissed. So, I, <laughs> if I was on a podcast doing, the, doing what you guys were doing, at the time, I probably would have just deflection tactics. Talked about anything else other than what we've just seen. Exactly what we're doing tonight. Uh, Alex, what, what, what one of the three? Did you say? I, I know obviously one was a one was a final, but what one of the three surprised you the most? Or hurt the most at the two semi-finals and the final last year? Uh, probably the the heart one because I was sitting watching it with Jambos, and it was a strange. Thing. I've never watched a, a derby with Jumbles ever before, but they were all away at a caravan park at Eyemouth, uh, Cousins and stuff, and d- decided to watch it together. So that was uh, particularly shite, because um, they were just jumping about and uh, having a, a brilliant time. And then one of them, I, I said, are you confident? And he went, aye. And I just fucked me over. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'll, uh, I'll no name him, but that's what he does. But fuck you, Ben. Uh, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Paul. Liam, you, you were on the podcast for the for the two <laughs> semi-finals. Where, where, where were you, what was your thoughts around them in terms of the disappointment? And I guess Ryan says about Jack Ross, like he's been out the door two or three months. Where are you landing on that? Uh, so I've, like I, I think you all well know that I had a very opposing viewpoint to you, to Mister about Jack Ross for the entirety of last season. Um, I think in some respects it was justified, in other respects maybe not. Um, I certainly wasn't, uh, certainly wasn't champing at the bit for the likes of Robinson or or Goodwin to get the job. Um, I would just I like think... to say that that was their pair. But I do, I, I do think ultimately it, it, managers like tenure are so often defined by success in the big games, and ultimately the record in those games wasn't up to scratch. He did win one semi-final against United, provided us a very good day. But I'd probably argue that to be fair, it was not for Halberg that provided us that day because he was fucking sensational in the field. <laughs> well, Greg, how did it feel to see Melka Halberg uh, in the St. Johnson kit at the weekend at QDRC? I was sad because yeah. look what we've been left with and, and the Swedish princes away. That's <laughs> fucking heart and soul destroying. Me and Liam play as biggest fans in this podcast. Yeah. You could have just ended that sentence as biggest fans, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how Liam felt, but I was feeling particularly sad. Took me probably about twenty minutes to work out what one he was on Saturday, and then I was really sad once I finally looked at what one he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that gave away a foul in the first three minutes, mate. Players just look like ants for the back row these stand I. Very much. Yeah, uh, when you're this tall as well, eh? I'm basically my head's basically fucking somewhere on Lockend Avenue. <laughs> 
Um, next point, he got a lot on the podcast, so in the last year, but Graham Maffey, his performance on, on Hibs TV and then his performance in the transfer windows, when Gary O'Connor rightly called him out. Um, yeah. I think uh, the Graham Maffey, Gary O'Connor, Hibs TV should be on the up the slope uh, <laughs> section. That was fucking fantastic. Gee, you you yeah. talked to us about that performance from Maffey. We, I think, me and Harry felt very, what's they supposed to do? But we're... yeah, I, I was annoyed that he didn't actually come out and give anyone his opinion, strong or weak. Um, I felt like he could have definitely said something constructive or. Or even just like, oh, look, it's not good enough. You know, we should be doing this or that. But he just sat there like a mute and let Gary O'Connor swear about going into fucking <laughs> Greg's and and then have a pop at him when the ad break was on and you heard that. So, yeah, I wasn't impressed with him. He wasn't really a figure at Easter Road that I was ever enamoured by. Um, I've used the word charlatan many a time to describe him. Charlatan, shite bag, you name it. Um, I don't know if anyone else here has the same strong opinion as I do on Graham Matthew, but please, please pipe up if you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to echo what you say. Utter shite bag. I think... Thank you. I think Matthew's time at Hibs has to be, or doesn't have to be, but I think the first couple of years were good. I think he made a lot of good signings in the first couple of years. And then probably the season that got ended due to COVID, you could probably highlight some questions. Definitely in that January transfer window, we ended up bringing McNulty back in on loan, which was questionable at best. Like, And yeah, I think it was a slippery slope from there. And but again, the, the summer after that in COVID, I don't think there was a Hibs fan out there that would say we didn't have a good sort of day when Dre Wright, uh, Kevin Nisbet and Alex Gokic signed. You know, like... Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and you would say that one of the three signings has worked out, but I think at the time we were all pretty chuffed with all three. Right? And I think the Nisbet one was one that was pulled out of the bag, so I think he did do a lot of good things, but obviously the new regime have other ideas. And I think Can I just say something on Graham Murphy? I just, like, Graham Murphy went on long bangers, and he said his order for the chip is a special fish supper, and I can't trust a man whose order is a special fish supper. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, that's your area of expertise. Uh, special fish. Uh, special fish. Where does that rank on chippy? Nah, if you're getting a, a fish for a chippy, you get a butter day. My mum gets a, a special fish and it's fucking weird though. It's a birthday of the day. So, uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, so aye, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Liam. What about Graham Murphy? I've been saying a centre half for about a year, so. Harry, Harry wasn't happy with that. You know, Harry, you've been happy. Uh, you've been quiet as the happy clapper in this rather negative section. <laughs> what, what are you saying about Graham Murphy's time? I, 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 I can fully understand the um, frustration towards the end of his tenure. As Greg said, I think the fact they didn't send a, sign a centre-back when we needed one for about five or six years was a bit ridiculous. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't have feelings. Did you just say five or six years? Aye, we, we need centre-backs for ages, mate, and we've not got any. We got um, what you got? We got Adam Jackson at one point, and then he had like a year and a half cameo and got punted. So I know we needed a permanent fixture at centre back for I'd say a good five years, and we didn't get one. And Graham Matthew was obviously part of that. He showed a lot of the blame. To be fair, great, Greg. Hit us with mere shite. 
Right. Sorry, Harry, but the Harry High B quiz was particularly shite, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it's I like good. That. It could go anywhere. That's because you've just won it, right? So, <laughs> exactly. irrelevant opinion. <laughs> you could you could take it worldwide, the Harry's High B quiz. Right. Oh, some of the questions, Harry, though, please, thought process behind the questions. I just tended to do my week-to-week stuff and anything I saw in life, I would just kind of throw into the Harry Highby quiz. I always thought it was quite fun. Never realised it was as broadly hated uh, as it was. I th- <laughs> do you know, I think it was really well-received, to be fair. But do you know, surprisingly, right, as a podcast over the 100 or 99 episodes that we've done so far, we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit. And we say a lot of stupid stuff that comes back and proves not to be relevant at all. We didn't get that much shite on Twitter. Really, we didn't. Sell you we didn't get that much shite on Twitter. Like, considering um, how fast folk are to rip utter shite out of folk <laughs> on social media, we've, we we just about survive. But, aye. No, I Why do you quite... think that is? Why do you think people don't dig us up as much? I mean, there's been a couple of things, but... His name can't listen, that's why. Aye, <laughs> 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 when, when we look at the figures and stuff like that come through and that, aye, but what it does this show is it's how many cunts are clicking off after the intro music. <laughs> Uh, no, I thought it um, Guess who as well? Everyone, everyone's shite at that. That's what. <laughs> but no one's as shite as Harry at guess who. True. Evidently. Any other lows, Greg? <laughs> um, a couple more. Um, Levy at home and Ross County at home double header after Christmas. Just how bad was that? Looking back. Who wants Liam, to take I'll come to you because you loved Jack Ross. I uh, I don't think I was on the pod at that time. No, I definitely wasn't on no. that time. December. Uh, I found some of those episodes incredibly depressing and very hard to listen to. So <laughs> to, for me to give you an honest an honest assessment of what I thought at that point was I probably got about five minutes in and thought, nah, this is too this is too heavy for me. I'm gonna go and listen to some uh post Malone in a dark room uh <laughs> with, with a couple of candles and a bag of fucking Doritos. Bag of glue. Sounds like, that sounds like standard practice for the days in between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> that was grim, let's be honest. That was grim. Yeah. And Liam, they are the episodes that are hard to record, especially when I think, you, I mean, they were pumpings. And then we obviously got beat by Rangers as well. Um, Ryan, do you think last year it was difficult or even more difficult to handle a pumping because you're not at the game? Or do you think, or do you think right. maybe even the opposite? No, no, I, I would definitely say that it's probably harder to handle it. But it's harder to assess the game as well to kind of see where things have gone wrong in your own mind uh, and to criticise because we all love to criticise it. Eh? So <laughs> it's a bit different seeing things on the telly and, and not being there. And you can't you can't air your opinion as much, you know, when you're at the ground, that's when you get all your frustrations out and maybe it's not as bad after. Well, of course, it's terrible afterwards. But I, I think it, it was hellish not being able to go. It was, it was the worst thing ever, eh? so... Yeah, I definitely think it would have been harder for you guys to put stuff together, not being at the game, you know? It's been, it has been strange this season, actually, like, talking about the game. Like, like being at the game, like, I definitely took some adjusting to it in the summer, like, on the pre-season games. Yeah. Alex, um, do you remember much from the Christmas period uh, of the football last last year? Uh, no. <laughs> it just uh, you? came up became a TV show, just the Hibs games. Eh? Just like having the football was fine. But in reality, like the whole world was just 
fucked and nobody knew what was going on. And um, I, I think like Hibs finishing third, St Johnston winning their two cups and Rangers winning the league, as far as I'm concerned, none of it happened because it wasn't there. So that's the way I've seen it. Just you could turn the telly off and go back to your house or whatever you were doing. So uh, it was shite. If, see, if you were to pick least to most likely out of the three, had that been a normal season, what would you say would have been the most likely, the least likely of the three? To well, the, to, of the three things that transpired, <laughs> if we'd had full houses, which one do you think wouldn't have happened? Oh, St Johnston would never have won the cup double away. Mm. I agree with that 100%. Uh, Rangers were, uh, I think they were, well, Celtic were just shite, so Rangers were going to win the league. Eh? Mm. And um, I can't even mind what else I've just said. Hibs finished for it. Hibs finished third eye. I mean, that, that would, it wasn't that unrealistic, was it? It was yeah. uh, the best of the rest. That was the way it was. But we weren't that shit. Shit. Yeah. I think I've said shit about a hundred times a night. <laughs> we'll just go for it. Don't you? Episode hundred. Aye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> shit episode. The referee was under. Hey Greg, what have we got? One more negative. Yeah, the thing up to more recent times that the run just before Jack Ross got sacked. Um, I can't remember that, how many wins or losses it was and how many games, but it Four was points out of twenty-seven. Holy like, shit, it. man! That was like the worst game um, of my life. Yeah, ju- ju- on a scale of one to Post Malone in a dark room, candles, blades, and Doritos, where does that rank? Adele in a dark room with candles and blades. You, I mean, <laughs> personally, I, I was struggling at that point. You know that I, I was ready to jack this in. If I'm being honest, the, the football was really becoming a source of unhappiness. Really, and talking it with with you guys on a Monday night was also a source of unhappiness. Do you know? I think during what it gave us during lockdown was the even when Hibs got beat, it gave you the time to rant about it and mm-hmm. talk to your pals about it. But we had that again on the Saturday night. So then rehashing it sometimes on the Monday night or the Thursday night, if it had been mid midweek, was almost like going through your breakup again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that that run of form was was difficult and. Um, ultimately, well, nobody ever wants a Hibs manager like that. No, like nobody, like Jack Ross didn't get hired, and we were all sitting there in two years. I'd be wanting to get sacked. Greg, you were quite vocal in the fact that you thought he should have got the sack, but you'd also say you were quite vocal when we appointed him, and you were absolutely delighted with it. You know, like nobody wants that to be the end goal, but mm-hmm. it was a long time coming, as far as I was concerned, just on that run of form. Harry, you're the you're the resident happy clapper. Um, what was your thoughts at that time? Did you expect us to get out of it? Did you want them out? I, I always try and see Hibs as, in as positive a light as possible. Um, and uh, I think everybody has their breaking point when it comes to those types of runs of form. And it was Ross County away um, for me. That was the dagger when we got beat 1-0 red card from Deutsch. It was just horrendous. Um, there's, there's genuinely not... There's a handful of times I've actually been angry at a football game, like genuinely, like full of rage. Like everybody gets like a bit angry at a ref, but I was genuinely furious after that game. And I don't really get like that with football. And that for me was when Jack Ross needed to go. I was just not happy with the club at all. And it's not a feeling that, I've had many times. Do you think that Ross County game was worse because of the high we'd had on the Sunday? I, I think potentially. Mm. Um, 
and uh, the the fact it was just utterly pathetic. It was just a spineless performance from players that didn't want to play for the manager, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, Harry. No worries, mate. I uh, and that was most notable for me in his last game. Led me away. I know you and Greg yeah. were there, but well, you were you were enjoy, you were enjoying listening. How's a couple of seats all that night, lad? <laughs> see, see uh, watching Martin Boyle put the put the ball as high over the bar as he could that night. Uh, there was a lot of players that down tools as well, which is not acceptable at all. But that uh, you had to go after that. You could just see that nobody was playing for him. It was I. Uh, that was hard. Mm-hmm. It was proper toxic that night as well. I felt like yeah, that was, was yeah. really, really toxic. Um, well, at one point, I'm sure I heard you saying, "Why the fuck are you clapping?" And that was the players coming over and clapping the away fans. So, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the worst part is? I would be annoyed if they didn't come over and clap as well. <laughs> they could do no right in my eyes that night. I'm pretty sure that night it was that shape bag Jack Ross went straight through the tunnel. And what the fuck are they aye, clapping aye. us for? Aye. That's yeah, right. That's that, right. That, that was just. That was just a night of rage, and then obviously straight back. Jim Murphy went off injured at half time, or pretended to be injured. So, yeah, I think everyone's probably sick of me and Liam's opinion on on that joker. But I will hand over to you and lift the mood a little bit. Right. Maybe we can turn the lights on and and turn Adele off, but who knows? Uh, But we'll try. Right. What we're gonna do to celebrate all the good shit that's happened in the last ninety nine episodes, down the slope, and everything Hibs have done in that time frame. What I'm going to do with Ryan and Alex, because it wouldn't be fair for... But the boys, that the Harry, Greg and Liam, I'm going to ask you is to give me your top three episodes. With the boys, I'm going to ask for your top three Hibs games, because I wouldn't expect you to have top three down the slope <laughs> episodes in your back pocket. Ryan, start us. So our first episode was on the back of the 4-1 win at Livy on the second game of last season, previewing a 0-0 game at home at Motherwell. So since then, what's been your top three Hibs games? And why? Right, so obviously the Rangers semi-final's got to be up there because it was just, it was carnage. Uh, Martin Boyle, I mean, you would never have predicted that. Uh, and obviously we were kind of in the middle of a sticky patch at that time as well. Yep. So uh, it, was, it was good to get a list in one of the Cups and ultimately it gave us a good day out. So uh, that's got to be up there. I actually really enjoyed the first game of the season this season, away to Motherwell. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I thought that was a cracker of a day. Um, so me and my brother sitting on the wall outside Tesco, he was scooping a few tinnies, sun was out, came back to win, scored the penalty. I just all fell into place that day. So I really enjoyed that one. I know it's just a normal league game, but yeah. I enjoyed that. And uh, kind of difficult because obviously with the lockdown, I didn't get too many games, but uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Nell Nell at Tynecastle earlier this season, but I wouldn't say it would be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Come Can't on. Say, mate. Come on, there's been a lot of fucking games played. Is <laughs> <laughs> there any behind, actually, there any behind actually, closed doors? Uh, no, I will give you this one. Uh, St Johnson away, Jack one of Jack yes. Ross's last games. Yeah. Purely because I ended up on the pitch jumping about with Josh Doyle. Uh, <laughs> That's the only reason. And if you were ranking them one, two, three, uh, order that you gave us in? Semi-final, Motherwell St. Johnson. Right. Alex, what about you? Well, Ryan's just took two of mine, actually. <laughs> um, I was going to say the, the Rangers semi, because it was just fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> the nil-nil at Hearts, the reason I liked that was because you're getting to go back to the... Yeah. That was the first derby back, and it is... I came in and didn't get many good results there, but it was... 
I like going because when you do go, you get uh, if you beat them, it's fucking excellent. Yeah. And there was a, it's just being back, like no one the football was back. That for me, that reason was why I liked it. And uh, the the first game on the telly, the, I think it was Kilmarnock at, at home. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. uh, my mate, <laughs> my mate, the Kelly fan, uh, he used my dad's season ticket login. Uh, and as a thank you, he dropped me off some pies for tonight. Uh, and then we were texting each other all day, watched the game, uh, and we beat them. And I got it right up him and ate his pies. <laughs> I spent, I, I, I watched that game on my phone outside a tattoo shop in Tenerife, getting the day we won the Scottish Cup tattooed on my wrist. There you go. Uh, sorry, just before we move on, um, Alex. Can you confirm how many members of Down the Slope drunkenly hugged you at the <laughs> um, Rangers game? Because I know I definitely did. I I'm definitely sure did. more than uh, one. I like uh, that as well, to be fair. Pretty sure it was all four, to be honest. Uh, so, so it's all good. <laughs> I also gave your dad a hug that day as well. Ah, that's sound. <laughs> Nate, Nate favouritism at this, this podcast. <laughs> um, sure right, boys, I don't want you to not be able to talk about Hibs as well, so... Quickly ping me through your first, uh, your top three games and your top three episodes as well. Uh, Harry, we'll come to you, mate. Uh, I'll go games first. Um, I'll, I'll try and vary them up. Um, Alex, I'll, I'll remind you of a memory. I don't know if you'll remember it as well as I did, but um, the first time I actually saw you in the flesh was Dundee United away. And um, I went for a fist bump and you went for a handshake. And then right. we changed and then I ended up shaking your fist. And it was one of the greatest and worst moments of my life. It was great because I met Alex fat as prickus and it was awful because I messed it up. Um, the game that ensued, we got battered and somehow ended up being 3-0 up at halftime and then we won 3-1. So that was very fun. Um, the I think it was actually the only game I watched in person with my dad during um, like game like games behind closed doors. Uh, the 1-0 against Aberdeen away with a Deutsch Screamer. That was yep. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I already mentioned it, but the game against, uh, what you got, Livingston 4-1, I just I had such a nice day that day. I just remember it being such a great day. That's it's great, Harry, days. but we asked for since we started the podcast, and that was before then. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, I, I, th- I thought we would have given it a pass. All right, well, um, what's a good... Dundee United away again, but 1-0 again, uh, this time being Deutsch. I remember it was quite late in the game, if yeah, I'm not yeah, mistaken. We were and we were going that was just a terrible game of football. Yeah. Um, that. My fav- favourite podcasts. Um, again, I'm going to try and keep them varied so ones you won't pick. Um, I'll steal one that you'll pick, but Jake Doyle Hayes, that was really fun. I thought it was just a nice bloke. Um, Viva La Quinta Brigada, great song, <laughs> uh, great recommendation. It's currently topping my on repeat as per usual. Um, <laughs> the sorry to be corny I don't mean to make him cringe but I thought the first episode Liam was on was incredibly funny um, the three of us got absolutely shot down on multiple occasions and he was not taking any prisoners and then I remember messaging in the group chat I was like here we should consider having him on as a fourth <laughs> guest and before I could follow up by saying we should ask him at the end of the season you and said I he's confirmed he's going to be our fourth guest like our fourth host and I was like well, that's, that's great superb um <laughs> And then finally, um, I th- I th- it happened one time, and I'm sure it will happen again. But uh, Specky and Spicy, I thought was, was a fine, <laughs> oh, fine episode. Still, um, still going so, on about that. Yeah, nah, I thought that was I thought it was a more structured, almost to the point, and I thought the host that day was incredibly handsome. So, for for that reason alone, yeah, Specky and Spicy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go now, and I'm going to go for 
what was our third episode? Um, and it was called Perseverance in Perth after Stevie Mallon's last, or at least late on penalty. And the reason I'm picking that is it was the first one that me, Harry and Greg recorded together. And when I say recorded together, what it re- revolved around was Harry and Greg bringing a shed ton of snacks, mainly reduced items from Sainsbury's garage at the top of Greg's street. Uh, and the three are sitting around my laptop talking into it and having to pause and start and cut it up about 25 times because <laughs> Greg would be mid-flow and then just go, ah, fuck, that was shite, I'm blabbing. <laughs> and, uh, so it took us what was an hour-long podcast, took us about two and a half hours to record that night. My second one has got to be, I really, really enjoyed chatting with Matty Jack. I thought that was really good. Um, I want to say that was potentially our first, at least, ex-player. We'd had Cliff on already. Um, and then my top episode would have to be... I really enjoyed chatting with Ben Kenzo, actually, and Ian Gordon uh, just the other mm. week. I thought that was a really good one. And yeah, I really, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. Very informative. Yeah. Top, top three games. Um, I'm going to go for one that was in the lockdown, and that's for a weird one. Probably when we won two one up at Ross County, it was the first time last season, maybe the only time when we came from behind to win, and it was what felt like probably wasn't the only time, or at least the first time last season, that Hibs scored and I jumped off the sofa. As if I was at Easter Road, like when Nisbet, I think, made it 2-1, it was the first one that really got me going like that. Felt like a really big goal. And then, yeah, look, the Rangers semi-final was, was a fantastic, fantastic day out with you guys. It was the first time we'd run a bus together. Um, it was a great, great day out. Hopefully we get the chance to do it over and over and over again uh, with the same result, to be honest. I think walking to the ground, we were all making outlandish predictions and I'm sure someone probably predicted would be free up inside half an hour and did not mean it. But no, that was a really, really good day. And then the favourite game for me has to be... It has to be Motherwell, eh? It has to be. First game back in the stands. Uh, yeah, really, really good day. Just... Just being back, I know. Look, and look, I know we'd we'd had the European games and we've had preseason and stuff. But obviously, being at Far Park, there was no restrictions on the away end, and it was fantastic. A real, real good day out. What about yourself, Greg? Um, top three games. First one's definitely that Rangers semi final. Um, me and Harry were standing beside each other. Um, that was just that was just a a class day all round. Um, my second favourite game was, was the first game against um, Santa Coloma first time back at Easter Road sunny night went with my granddad that was good um, third favourite game probably when we secured Europe up at Aberdeen um, great goal to win it me and my mum were going daft in the living room watching it um, so yeah class night the, the top three podcasts the first one is definitely after the Rangers semi, um, what, that was some laugh. Second one would have to be the first podcast we recorded, um, although the sound quality was was pretty bad. 
um, and the content was even worse. And Harry's only just got just... to speed with the sound quality in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was Liam said he doesn't sound like he's speaking to a Pringles tube. So, um, yeah, Harry's dragged himself up to, to the modern times. Um, and point out the third, uh, third favourite. That's a difficult one. Um, point at the start of this season when we set out our predictions for the full season. Um, at that point, I was absolutely buzzing for the new season. Um, but I think Kyle McGuinness should be player of the year, and he probably would be if he wasn't made of chocolate. Um, so, yeah. Liam? That's that. Fucking hell, this segment's gone on for a long time. I'm just going to do the three games because we'll be here all night. Uh, so, I think uh, first game, I'll just take the Dundee United semi final for last season. Um, so, winning 2 1, getting into a final, thinking we had a wonderful chance to win the final, and it was all amazing while it lasted. Happy times. Uh, second game, Santa Coloma, probably in Europe. Um, I think just more because of the fact it was first game back. Uh, the sun was shining quite a few. Pre-match pints were squeezed in before a 7.45 kickoff. Uh, just everything about it was class. Um, just a great advert for summer football. And then final game, I want to do something. I want to say something really a bit like different and out of thinking at the box a bit. But I'm kind of kind of struggling with this one a wee bit. I think for me, I think just that early season sort of hype at the beginning of the season where I thought maybe after we'd been unbeaten for like whatever it was seven or eight games this season like things were all rosy and things were good I thought we were in a chance so maybe recording and just being in and amongst it after that um, after that draw at Tynecastle because things started to kind of go south yeah. after that point so that's what I'll say for that's what I'll say for the favourite games If we could talk about moments going one and a lap at Ibrox we're sitting top of the league I was fucking Buzzing, like that. that, that when we went one up at, and between kickoff and Ryan Portress's red card, that's a highlight of the last, <laughs> however long it's been <laughs> since last uh, August twenty twenty when we started. Um, but surely a moment for everyone on this chat doesn't get any better than the ten seconds that we were in the lead of the League Cup final. Surely, good ten seconds. Uh, aye, aye. I don't we're still celebrating when Celtic scored. <laughs> Look, what are you going to say, mate? I was just going to say, I think at that point when we were in the lead, I was still trying to pick my brother up from in between the seats by the time I realised <laughs> that Celtic had scored. I looked up and they were celebrating. Nightmare. Oh. Right then, I think that is just about us on the hundredth episode of Down the Slope. We've looked back on what we've done on the podcast, how Hibs have been in the last what season and a half. Um, there's nine games left this season, no, eight, eight games left this season in the league anyway, hopefully a few cup games in there. Um, we might squeeze in a Motherwell preview later in the week. Uh, we're all a bit all over the place, like Liam said, he's moving house. Uh, Greg's Greg's got his football boots back on, so he's got training this week and, well, me and Harry, sometimes we just can't be arsed. But, um, <laughs> What something to keep your eyes out for? Uh, we're branching out potentially in the next wee while. When the first episode will be out, we don't know, but we will be having a sort of second show that will still fall under the down the slope umbrella. And we'll be talking about all things football, all things Scottish football, but not your it won't be every week, it'll be once a month, and we'll be sort of trying to have our say on issues in the game. So don't worry, we'll not be boring you with Motherwell, Vicent Mirren, 
reviews we bore you enough with Hibs v Motherwell reviews it'll be a totally different show to what we put out on a Monday night uh, and that'll probably be once a month and we'll be trying to get as many guests on as possible uh, so you're not just listening to us non-stop but thank you very much for listening tonight into the previous 99 episodes and hi here's to another 100 episodes and come on the fucking Hibs cheers God bless Thank you.